0: to Bitch Talk, Booze and Interviews, straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Erin, that's Shar. Hello. We're in the studio. Ange is, um, oh, 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 as they say in the 9 to 5, out of office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as she has been
1: for many months. Well,
0: ago. she's been out of our office. Yes, that's She well, was that's in what another office, yes. But now she's actually... Uh, legitimately, oh, 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 and I. Think Gone fishing. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There's something to, to that we need to do for her. I don't know. I'm thinking of a poster or like something she can just. I don't know. Yeah. A no, shirt. I, 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 I don't pic- know. I have
1: pictures in my head of yeah. what we can put in Dawn fishing
0: with her damn captain's hat. Anyways, she's not here, but we are. Uh, before I launch into the interview, you can find us, by the way, at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 530 to 6. And uh, yeah, you can also find us at the studio every Monday. <laughs> just kidding, no one cares. Um, so I have a special guest in studio today. Her name's Irene Espiritu. I've known Irene for a while and um, she's a she's a great folk singer and um, I just I love her to pieces. Um, we don't see each other enough and we kind of reconnected this year. I've known quote unquote, Irene, maybe for 10, 11 years. We get into it in the interview, but, um, I knew that she played music and, uh, she was going to try that full time. And I know that we all know those people, but she really did it. And she just started blowing up and playing all these festivals, hardly strictly. Um, though, I think it's called the waterfront blues, um, festival up in portland oregon which is a huge festival I've, I've been to it once it's really fun and um yeah she's just she's just been playing her heart out and guess what she's really good so i'm bringing you irene espiritu and i'll see you on the other side in the studio tonight it's cold it's very cold out um but thankfully not raining at least right now um i met this Guessed maybe 10 11 years ago wow maybe maybe so yeah that's scary maybe um even longer <laughs> <laughs> we're so young then yes. um <laughs> her name's irene espiritu and um at the time, uh, I'm just launching into our our origin story. At the time, you were working nearby at a um, little-known coffee shop at the time called Blue Bottle in Hayes Valley.
2: <laughs> Actually, I didn't work there. I just I would stop there in the morning. It right, was,
0: but you worked nearby, so right? didn't you yeah, phrase it that you were yeah, working there. I, yeah, I worked nearby, yeah. yeah. It
2: was kind of like the morning happy hour.
0: It totally was. <laughs> they were all like the regulars, and we yeah. all just kind of hung out. Um, and at the time, I think, were you playing music um on
2: the side of on your on the side yeah uh, my day job was uh working for a a, a little uh 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 production company uh-huh. media production company that did documentary films and training videos and you
0: were um, hanging out with someone else that we knew at the time, too. That's how I met you. And yeah. I haven't actually talked to that person in a long time. So oh. maybe she'll listen. <laughs> she Hi, was... Heather. <laughs> Hi, Heather. Hi, <laughs> Heather. Up, up yonder north. Yeah, up yonder north. Um, so when I met you, you had you had your, your 9 to 5. And then I, I knew that you played the ukulele and that you were gigging. Um, but then, you know, as time goes on, I got a full-time gig. And uh, people kind of go their own ways. And I just didn't have time for blue bottle anymore and blue bottle has changed a lot too so yeah got pretty hard on the pocketbook (laughs) 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 to get that everyday coffee but um you launched into your music career yes not i probably not that long after we met maybe a year or two later probably yeah um but something that sparked um My thought of having you on the show, I mean, we've seen each other and you're at a show that I helped produce a few, well, God, more than a few months ago. I'm like, I need to have you on the show is something you posted on Instagram. And if you don't mind, I can read it really quickly. I'm like, oh, I need Irene on the show. (laughs) Um, You wrote, may your travels be safe. If you need a place to stay, we will leave the porch line on. Entering nine years of being home free with music and many miles on the road. There are many things to be grateful for, and one of them is always having a roof over my head over these years, despite not having a home of my own. Can you talk about this post and and your origin
2: story in terms of your musical road? Sure. Uh, so I guess nine, ten years ago, uh, I, had, I had a day job, and I was uh, actually part of a duo. We were also a couple. And uh, we were breaking up, so we were you know, we didn't, we had to put our music on hold and, uh, we broke up. We were moving out of our little cottage in Oakland. And then, uh, I lost my day job within a span of about three months. And so I, I, I really didn't have any plans. I didn't know what I was going to do next. So I put all my stuff in storage and I, I said, I think I'm going to just maybe hang out and, you know, go to my mom's in Vegas mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, figure out what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> yeah, And uh, so, you know, after some time, I, I, I think it was, I don't know, I don't remember how long I was at her house, but at their house. But I, I would go to this cafe, you know, just do some writing. And, and I got to know the baristas. And it's kind of this down-to-home cafe. And it reminded me, actually, of Oakland oh. and the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And they had just opened. And uh, the barista said, you know, why don't you play here? And uh, I said, oh, okay. You know, I just kind of wasn't ready at the time. And, and then uh, my mom said, well, I'm going to go visit uh, your grandma in the Philippines. Do you want to come? Mm. I said, sure. So I went with her to the Philippines, and I said, I'm, I'm going here anyway. I, I may as well go to Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Thailand. visit my friend in Thailand and Cambodia. So I traveled to the Philippines, visited my family there. And then I went on this solo trip uh in Southeast Asia and while on the trip alone I I decided I was going to give it a shot and play music until I can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. I had no plans. I didn't had a, a have a plan on how long it was going to take. It was just that's I, I knew that's the only thing I needed to do. So went back to Vegas and I said, you know, can I play at this cafe and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they said sure. They, I don't think they played music there regularly oh they don't have like a regular open mic. no or anything. they just okay. did it for me <laughs> it was so nice <laughs> that is so nice and so I went and you know they were so supportive and uh so I booked this cross-country tour and I you know contacted all my friends from across the country and so I got to see friends I haven't seen in a long time and I just kept going and going and going and and here we are uh nine nine years later Yeah, And uh, it just kind of, you know, the worst thing that happened to me became the best thing Mm. that happened to me. And and I, I, you know, I do mostly house concerts Mm -hmm. or I try to do mostly house concerts. And I found that the demographic uh, that I play to are are a lot of retired Mm -hmm. folks and, and they go and they travel. And how this whole thing started was. Um, one of them said, you know, I'm, I'm going to travel here. Would you like to house-sit for me? Mm-hmm. So I just started house-sitting, and um, I got paid house-sitting, and uh, and I also know a friend who's been house-sitting for longer than me. Wow. And uh, she has a day job, but, you know, she's she mostly does it here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So she actually, I think, uh, inspired me that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so now I just juggle between uh, house-sitting or staying out of friends or staying at motels or you know, camping, and it's like it's kind of like a juggle.
1: I love it. <laughs> it you, sounds romantic,
2: but sometimes I know, it's not I know. always easy. <laughs>
0: no, I know, and that's why, I, I know Shars over there listening, but don't you wish Ange was here? This is like, this is my co-host. You're like her alter ego in a weird way. I was the just you're thinking that. About that right?
1: Yes. I, I, I totally was just like, man, it's like uh Angie's spirit animals. Yeah, oh,
0: we
2: should just Facetime
0: her, and not, and not only because you're Filipino, but just because, like, I don't know. It's really it's it's odd. It's, oh, it's
2: too bad she's not
0: here. I know. I swear, I will have you back, and and I'll I'll make her bring her ook.
2: Okay, <laughs> and yeah. She'll be really
0: mad at me. Um, but I, I just I love that story. And can we rewind back to that to that time when you're like, okay, I'm just gonna do the cross country thing and you were contacting friends, were you booking the places before reaching out to friends or vice versa or they helped you find the gigs?
2: I think it was both. Okay. Uh, Cause I, you know, I was just starting out. I really, and, and honestly, I, I, when I was with, you know, my ex as a duo, he did every, he was the, he was mm. the face of the duo. He was able to communicate with the audience more. And I was the shyer. I was sh- a lot shyer back then. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I just wanted to play. Just let me play and sing, you know? And so when we broke up, I had to learn how to put myself out there, mm-hmm. how to talk to the audience, how to be more out there. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like, you know, twisting this introvert into this, like, turning her around and, you know, <laughs> I don't want but, to, right. but, but you but, have to for survival. yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. I
2: love I love your story. Um,
0: so you keep coming back to SF and the Bay Area, and it seems like it's your home base. Yes. How and why are you making it your home base? Because I would like to say one more time yeah. when we met, yeah, it was a very different San Francisco then than it is now. Yes. And I think even for people <laughs> that have nine to five jobs. And also have side
2: hustles. It's really hard to live here. So so why do you keep coming back? It really is. Okay, well, the, I'll tell you. So I, I lived in, t- in San Francisco for 12 years, and then I moved to Oakland for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So my last physical home was in Oakland, but um, my my mailing address is in San Francisco mm. because it's just convenient for me to get my mail here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I seriously, you know, lately sometimes every once in a while and and it's uh, actually right now too I think I'm so tired. You know, it'd be nice to have a place again and uh and so it's so I can't afford it. I really can't. Mm-hmm. Um but and one of the reasons why I'm able to do what I do is because I don't have to pay for mortgage or you know, a rent, right? And and this is why I'm able to do it for this long. But uh, now I'm starting to think, okay, I'm gonna have to settle down sometime. So how am I gonna make it work? So, actually, last year I was in Memphis, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who lives in this beautiful area, a historical district, he says, Irene, you can you can get a, a craftsman home for two bedroom craftsman home for uh, 150k. What? I know I said, in maybe, Memphis. In Memphis, I said maybe I can move to Memphis. Yeah, and then I came back to you know the Bay Area, and it's like oh, but I love the Bay Area. And then I went to go visit friends in, in uh in Nashville. Nashville is not really me, but Chattanooga. I went to Chattanooga for a folk conference there, and I loved it. it had everything I needed.
1: Hmm. Again,
2: it's reasonably priced. You know, the it's near the water. There's it's it's a growing town, and it's kind of like this hidden secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Maybe I can try this out. And and I came back here and it's like, you know what, there's no I've built my foundation here. Yeah. Like this feels like home to me Mm -hmm. as much as it's cheaper over there. All the people that I love are here and everything that I've built is here in the Bay Area. You know, I, I had Korean food for lunch. Right, whatever I want. If I want <laughs> right. Korean, totally. You know, yeah. If I want Filipino food, right. You, know,
0: you want Mexican food? Exactly. You want Greek Spin food? Spin the globe
2: and yeah. pick, <laughs> put your finger on there, and right. You, everything is here, right. And so I still love to travel, but I, you know, I really would. And so I decided recently, actually, like I got to figure this out. Hmm. I don't know how, but there's got to be a way to to find a place to. Well, it may it may maybe it's not Oakland or. Um, maybe not San Francisco, but you know, I'm starting to look maybe mm-hmm. a little outside further and further. I yeah. don't know where, maybe Vallejo. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, go but ahead. of course I, s- I thought this two years ago, like I want to settle down and here we are two years later. Well, time flies, so- <laughs> <laughs> time
0: flies while you're having fun, I mean, um, we should talk more about your music. Uh, who are your musical heroes or hero heroines?
2: Um, Well, let's see. Odetta Mm -hmm. and uh, Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, every question on the spot, my brain starts to like, (laughs) you know, forget people's names.
0: (laughs) Well, I was also going to say, and what's what how do you classify the music that you play?
2: Uh, Well, I guess I like. Maybe I should say roots music. I say Americana, but Americana has so many different meanings now that I don't know if, if I say Americana to one person, they might think it's different than a, another person might, mm-hmm. might think of Americana. So, but I, I guess roots music, mm-hmm. I like a lot of acoustic um, finger picking, folk music. Um, but it, it's, I think I, I started um, working with this nonprofit label called Little Village Foundation. And it, and it really, uh, it changed my life actually because, um, it allowed me to, to expand areas, other areas because of all of the other musicians that they've worked with. It's like, it's like open this whole new window mm-hmm. of possibility of, you know, what I can play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to just play folk music or blues or, or, uh, you know, singer songwriter stuff. And now, uh. Uh, they they approached me and they said we you know we'd like to record you and what they do is they look for musicians that they feel need to be exposed to other audiences that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to so they record you all at all at their expense wow and they distribute your music out there and they book you know s- specific gigs mm-hmm. to get your music out there and they do like a whole press release and. And then it just goes from there. It's a musician's dream. It absolutely is, and (laughs) it's a nonprofit label. It's all funded by donors and grants, and uh, and they're American based. Yes. Wow.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. That gives me. It changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
2: from there. We we recorded an album uh, tribute to a local legend, Sugar Pie DeSanto. Yay, I'm glad you're talking about this. Yeah. I wanted to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so it's like I, it's like music I would never even imagine doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, R&B, 50s stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did this album, and, and it also organically um, became part uh, Sugar Pie, R&B stuff, and American folk and Filipino music. Mm. And uh, because... Uh, I started recording people in their living rooms. It was like my side project. Mm-hmm. I wanted to record people who just play in their living rooms, like, you know, whatever folk on the, folk music or whatever. So I have little vid- videos, and and I was telling uh, the founder, Jim Pugh, I said, hey, you know, check out my uncles. They're playing. Oh, well, Why don't you bring them in the studio? And my uncles have never been in the studio. <laughs> right. They've never played outside the living room. Right. So they walk in, you know. So we recorded a couple of Filipino folk song that mm-hmm. was really special that mm. was like so touching to me to hear my uncles on on this album mm-hmm. you know uh so then from there I just thought oh I, I did R&B maybe I can explore other stuff mm-hmm. you know in, in a band setting and so um so then it grew I we had a gig at the Asian Art Museum And um, and through, you know, uh, Carlos Zielcita and his his wife uh, at the time, Mirna Zilcita, they booked a show there for us to play in honor Sugar Pies Music. Mm. And then I got to know the program person. And so she invited me to lunch, which I thought was cool because she just wants to meet people that are performing there. And I was telling her about this idea of mine, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have a concert in the dark? And she was like, hey, I have an opening in uh, September. It's yours if you want it. And when was this last year? This was like uh, this was twenty seventeen. Okay. So uh, I think the lunch was at in January, February. Oh yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> so this was like something I thought. Oh, maybe someday, you know, right. Years later, yeah. If I put it together. Right. Nine months, I had to put it together, and um, and so, you know, if it wasn't for Little Village and the and the musicians there, I never would have thought that it would be possible. Yeah. Because um, so we pulled it off. And what it is, it's a a, called color coded symphony. It's three parts. The first part is in the dark, where we play familiar and unfamiliar sounds Mm -hmm. like a lullaby in different languages. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is we feature a different country. Uh, The first time we did the Philippines Mm -hmm. because it's Filipino History Month. And then uh, the second time, it w- it, um, th- we just did it uh, November 12th at the Freight, is uh, India. Mm-hmm. We had India meet. So that's part two. Part three, we pick from the audience's ethnic origins. Okay. So we have them fill out an ethnic origin card. We put it in the jar. And then we pull uh, from the jar. We play 30 seconds from the country. Okay. And then the band improvises a brand new piece. Got it. Inspired by those 30 seconds so the idea is to get people to be more curious about other cultures Mm -hmm. through music Mm kind of like my way of dealing with racism I was actually gonna touch upon um I mean
0: you're you're a brown woman touring the country playing folk music and going to the south and going to Nashville and Chattanooga Mm -hmm. how are you received and and do you find yourself um being confronted by racism, even either overtly or, or not. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, actually, or
0: situational. I think. I think.
2: <laughs> sometimes I wonder. You know, in general, people have been really nice and kind and friendly. I, I, frankly, some of the racist stuff I've experienced here in the Bay Area, mm. which is surprising, right? Yes and no. I True. think. I think <laughs> it's everywhere. I guess
0: it's everywhere, and I, I just think in the times we're living in, it's a little more prevalent maybe or maybe we're
2: just way more aware now i think I, it's or both i yeah. think you know uh it's been enabled mm-hmm. you know with the current administration
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so now it's okay to to just be upfront about it mm-hmm. but uh, i have not uh, you know blatantly felt any but some there are there were times where i wonder mm-hmm. um but i can't say for sure mm-hmm. you know but in general um you know, people have been kind and friendly. So,
0: color-coded so. symphony is an answer to racism
2: through music, right? <laughs> okay. I, actually, oh, here's here's something related to what you your question. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the um, in North Carolina for a a folk conference there, and there was a an arts a a, co- a panel on funding for the arts, and there was a woman who represented the North Carolina. North Carolina Arts Council so I I talked about the project and I said I would like to bring it here in the south and she said very kindly and respectfully she said it's a great uh, uh, project however honestly parts communities here in North Carolina are not going to be so welcoming of this project Mm -hmm. and in my mind I thought this is exactly why I want to bring it here but um, what I learned from that is you know pick and choose the words that you say because racism is a trigger word Mm -hmm. so what if I say you know what if we played music of our ancestors Mm -hmm. you know where where our ancestors came from because we all came from somewhere Mm -hmm. unless you're Native American So let's let's talk about that. Let's not talk. Let's not talk about, you know, divisive word. Not that racism is a divisive word. It's just, you know, it's a trigger word. It's like feminist, right? Right. You know, it's it, there's a knee jerk reaction to it. It's like, oh, I,
0: right. And it's 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 not It's just a word. It's just a word. Exactly. It, it's been uh, politicized pretty, pretty uh, highly. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway I'm learning and I'm learning about you know I, I really would like I really feel like maybe this is my calling now mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. um all my experiences have led me to this project and uh so I'm learning about you know funding and tomorrow I'm going to a workshop about sponsorships and <laughs>
0: oh boy it's a huge
2: we <laughs> we could talk to you about
0: stuff <laughs> not that we're Great at it, but it's it's hard. It's it's another job. It's another to job. find money. Yeah, and um, I mean, I work at a nonprofit, and we have one person mm. that writes all the grants, and that's their job all year. Yeah, because it's real. Yeah, <laughs> and you need those people.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah,
0: it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's hard. hard work, man. It's hard doing this stuff. God <laughs> yeah, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> god damn it. Um, I want to talk about house concerts. So. There's a website that I read about called ConcertsInYourHouse.com Yes. But is that something I got a little confused. I'm like, did you find that? Is that your little thing? Or someone else found that and then you can just sign up and that's how you are able to do your house concerts.
2: I think there's a few. Uh, the, the one that I use is ConcertsInYourHome.com mm-hmm. or maybe it's called something else now. ListeningRoomNetwork.com Oh, okay. It's the same, I think. Okay. Um, and what it is is you subscribe to it and mm-hmm. it's got a database of house concerts all over the country and all and a few outside of the country I think a few in Europe or Uh something like that and so you just go on there you pay an annual subscription fee Mm -hmm. actually I think you audition you submit a video okay and so uh
0: I guess they want to figure out if people are legit or not
2: exactly (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so you get on the you get on their database so there's a database for artists and there's a database for house concerts and um and it's worked for me. I mean, sometimes the the cost of the uh, annual subscription you get back after the first one or two house concerts. Mm. And um, for those who don't know about house concerts, it's it's basically a concert in your home, mm-hmm. and uh, you just set up you know chairs or whatever. Sometimes it's a potluck, and uh, it's that uh, you we usually play two sets, and uh, all the money goes to the artists, mm-hmm. which is what makes things sustainable for us musicians.
0: Yeah, and then do you are you able to stay at their
2: house or yes. it's, okay? So yeah, that's they, part of the package. Yes, okay. most of the time they let you stay at their house. Okay, or they or sometimes you know they have somebody, you know, offer the, their home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I played at this a church. It's a concert series too. It's not exactly a house concert. It's mm-hmm. in a church. And uh, they have volunteers who, who uh, open their homes mm. and they let you stay at their house, you know. And, you know, to, to go back to the, the quote that you s- just said earlier, I yeah. just wrote a song called Leave the Porch Light On. And it's dedicated to all the hosts, you know, strangers and friends and family who open their homes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they've said, you know, we'll, we'll always leave the porch light on. And I always get choked up whenever I hear that because it's so generous, you mm-hmm. know, to open your home to somebody some of them are sometimes it's strangers mm-hmm. that, that open their homes and they just appreciate you know uh musicians so yeah. I'm so grateful to to all of them yeah it gives you hope it does <laughs> and you know I had this aha moment I think it was like the first the first two years that I started doing this full-time I had I, I had a freak out moment It it would only last for like you know, five minutes and it's usually me waiting in line at the grocery store mm. and I'm, I'm like next in line. And, uh, you know, I see the person before me and it's like, what am I doing? You know, these guys are going home to their own kitchen, mm. cooking their own meals. And then, and then I think, well, yeah, but then they're not doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's, it, there's pluses and minuses, you know, it's, a, so, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for, for my life and, um, so I said, I can't keep freaking out like this. So, uh, <laughs> so I probably b- go to the grocery store a few times a month. So
0: <laughs> right. you don't, yeah,
2: at least once a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I bought like a little green tub or not a little. I bought a green tub that fit in the back seat of my car. And I just put all my kitchen stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I have my own spices. I got my own, you know, I have a blender, a coffee maker. And I haven't freaked out ever since. <laughs> as long as I have my kitchen with me. Right. I don't freak out. <laughs>
0: God, Irene, I love you so much. I do. I love it. And I love that we're talking in December. And like, I think it's, you know, the end of the year and holidays, people are always reflecting. And I I just, I love your story. Oh, thank you. You're kind of like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Exactly. Fuck <laughs> Whether it. it's scary or not scary. Sometimes scary, sometimes not scary, but... You yeah, have to I mean, go
2: for it. You just have to go for it. And, you know, I think I, I am where I am today because I just, you know, I, I know, I, I guess I figured out how to survive. Mm-hmm. I used to be this a lot shyer than this. And, you know, to survive, I had to figure out how to how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I and I, you know, I remember waking up, uh, you know, to, to, to go somewhere and I woke up and I, w- I grabbed the keys and it was like that aha moment. And it's like, wow, these are keys to people I know. I'm never going to be homeless. <laughs> I'm never. I'm always going to have a roof over my head. Yeah. You know, it was, and so I thought I'm going to be okay. Do you have some repeat? Um, what would you call a ha- not
0: or not house sitters because that's not you're the house sitter, but repeat customers, I guess, in terms of either playing at their house or oh, yeah. Oh, really? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah there's a, a concert series called Scylla Presents. Scylla uh-huh. stands for Support Your Local Artists Oh, in Oakland. Okay. And uh, uh, so I've been playing at her concert series for, I don't know how long, uh, I think at least 10 years, maybe? Wow. And uh, I mean, not every year, but I always go back there and... Uh, you know, home. I love going to the freight, of course. That that's that's kind of a bigger space to fill. But <laughs> I was going to ask you, what are some of your favorite gigs over the last nine years? Because um, you played some pretty big festivals. <laughs> oh my God, the the hardly strictly. I never thought I used to volunteer ten years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I'd go out there we be behind the stage for you know Gillian Welch and and Dave Rawlings to come out. Mm-hmm. You know and um, but then it got so big that
1: you know it's I never, huge.
2: yeah, I haven't gone since I think when I used to volunteer. Uh-huh. And then through Little Village, we got to play uh, in 2016. We got mm-hmm. to play, uh, and I just it was so surreal. Uh, and then uh, we played at the Waterfront Blues Festival oh, in Portland. Portland. Yeah, I've been to that. It was fun. You? Yeah. Oh my god, I was so nervous. It's a lot of people. It's and a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, it, it it was through Little Village and I'd never, you know, played at a festival that, like that big before. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, really, my thing is just, I just get to do what I want to do. I just get to play music. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I feel like if I die tomorrow, that's all right. (laughs) Right. You're fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, my favorite gig is, was recently at the freight. We did the color coded symphony. Yeah. And that was super fun. Mm -hmm. We got to play, uh, you know, improv music based on Vietnamese and Philippine music and Mexican. And Mm -hmm. we did Ukraine and. Wow. Norway and it was just i I'm, I'm starting I'm just starting to edit the video now oh cool for you know a future promo right so uh, oh and there's also a cool little church called the lost church
0: I love the lost church and we actually had um a live show there did two, you was it two years? I think it was two years ago. Yeah. I love the lost I church. I love the lost church, and <laughs> I actually I did a little like small business Saturday, and I promoted them on for Bitch Talk. Oh, cool!
2: I love that space, and it's a nonprofit. Right, that's right, yeah. that's right. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, and also Monkey House. I, sh- I should not forget Where's the monkey. Monkey House is in Berkeley. Okay, another little listening room r- ran- run by our Ira Marlowe. Okay, um, I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> yeah, so we got the Lost Church, and Berkeley's got Mon- Monkey House okay. Theater. Yeah. good to
0: know yeah we we love our friends at lost church yeah it's just a special little theater so it's now a very I need to go to monkey house <laughs> um before I forget
2: you have a gig today uh Wednesday well
0: yes tonight tonight,
2: tonight. at the cafe chiave um for my side project uh, called uh the shy shifters mm. and the shy shifters is is a bunch of musicians that meet up you know it's a Totally side project. And did we you pick- come up with that name? I did. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be the, we used to be rascal and scalawag and okay. people were like, "Why are you like, yeah just just we're changing to shy shifters." I like that. <laughs> and so we we wear masks okay. and we play. We pick a genre, a different genre every time. Mm-hmm. And we just focus on that genre. So it's not my original stuff. Okay. We, and, and it's for me, it's like a way for me to learn another style of music. And, you know, it's forcing me to, like, expand. And so uh, at, at the last time we did the blues, mm-hmm. and this time, uh, Bob Welsh, the guitar player, he's a blues guy. That's his forte. Okay, He says, can we please do bluegrass? I said, okay. So we'll do bluegrass. And one of my other band members, so my band is called Irene and the Itch. <laughs> and so one of the itches uh-huh. is a mandolin player, and he, his forte is bluegrass. So oh. he's, he's super excited. Perfect. So we had rehearsal, and um, and so it's it's uh, Brian Judd on mandolin, Carl Severide on bass, and Bob Welsh on guitar. We're going to do bluegrass uh, this Wednesday night, uh, tonight, sorry, tonight, Cafe, Cafe Cafe on Piedmont Avenue in Oakland. Oh. Awesome. seven to nine it's no cover it's oh, free what yes hey are you sometimes the
0: only woman in the room or only woman on stage yes yeah
2: <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other episode I know. but color-coded symphony we added a woman great to join us as well yeah
0: so. <laughs> awesome so do you know when the next color-coded's coming up i mean you just had the the we last just one had it. yeah, yeah. Okay. so i'm working on the next one okay. so i
2: have no dates yet okay. but sign up colorcodedsymphony.com. awesome and where else can people find you Irene Espiritu.com which is A-I-R-E-E-N-E Espiritu E-S-P-I-R-I-T-U hmm. dot com <laughs> Irene thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk thank you Aaron. it's not the only time <laughs> I like saying
0: Bitch Talk yeah That's a lot of people fun. do yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks for having me of course that was Irene Espiritu a friend of the show at this point, and I'm um, really happy to have her on, and I look forward to having her on when Ange is back uh, from out her out of office. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: we we got to get into this more. So we'll, we'll we'll get into it in the next episode,
0: right? And yeah, anyways, we'll do that. So um, we do have some great shows coming up for you this month, where you're going to have um, obviously a basic bitch on Friday because we just have to do those once a week now because there's so much going on. And then uh, the following week, we have Chef 2, David Fu, coming on. Uh, He's a Top Chef alumnus. And uh, he was one of my favorites uh, a couple years ago. And we stumbled upon each other about a year ago. And uh, he and I will reminisce about that that moment (laughs) when we literally stumbled upon each other. And then we have uh, another friend of the show, director Lauren Greenfield, talking about her latest documentary, which I cannot wait until... Uh, my team members are all back in the studio. We can talk about her film, The Kingmaker.
1: I still have to watch it. So. Well,
0: you've been a little busy.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, when
0: well, you have downtime.
1: Well, hopefully, all have seen it by the time we are next week. Cool. So.
0: You haven't. Yeah, you have more than a week. Um, so w- those are the shows we have coming up. And uh, if you didn't know, we just hit our 400th episode uh, last week. So you can just rewind a couple of episodes. And you can find our 400th, which, you know, I found it was fun to listen to it either uh, while in traffic or while you're cooking or while you're folding laundry. So there are some options for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 530 to 6. We are powered by Go-To Productions. Bitch, please.
1: The spell has not been broken. The haste lingers on So I set out on the road Searching for the one who knows the cure From the desert of Las Vegas I pass through Silver Lake The central coast is calling for I hit my San Francisco But when I reached my hometown The shops changed all their names And the birds in every tree I pass Have new songs that they play Nothing ever really stays the same And then I hear they start to play